TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to our number two of the two guys at a mic sports talk experience here on the talkzone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. They don't often let us go two hours, but on Thursdays, on occasion, we get to go live for two hours. How exciting can that be? Woohoo! 888-463-6748. That's our phone number. Lots to talk about. We got into the baseball playoffs uh, quite a bit. In the first hour of the program, we did not talk much football. We'll definitely get to that. We'll jump off the sports page here a little bit. David Olson, our outstanding producer on the other side of the glass. It'll be Coach flying solo here in hour number two. So you want to strap on the co-pilot seat and uh, take over the controls, you can do that. Again, our phone number here if you want to join us. Talk some sports and more on the Two Guys in a Mic Show. It's 888-463-6748-888-463-67. 48. By the way, coming up in a little bit, David Olson, I do have, as we jump off the sports page, we've done um, kind of a movie theme on different occasions because you are our media critic. But I have famous lines from sports movies. And we will test the uh, knowledge of a David Olson, you the listener, and see which movies some of those famous sports lines came or not sports lines, which movies some of those famous lines came from. So we'll do that a little bit later in the show. Again, our phone number, 888 Watching some of the highlights on the uh, television screen right now. The big sack fly by Juan Uribe, Aubrey Huff, crossing home plate, and the San Francisco Giants dancing around and celebrating like they just won the championship. They haven't won it yet, but they're one game away from going to the World Series. How cool is that? For the SF Giants, and of course, on the other side of the coin, the Texas Rangers, they had a chance to wrap it up, but could not. Could not. The Yankees knock them off 7-2, to two, live for another day, back to Texas it goes. Two games left, and we all know Cliff Lee is sitting there in Game 7 for Texas. We talked a lot of baseball first hour of the show. We'll revisit the October playoffs, the baseball playoffs, in a little bit here on the show. Again, phone number if you want to join us, uh, 888-463-6748. We did not talk much about the uh, football. Of course, tomorrow is our football Friday here on the show, Beat the Schmoes. Our always popular game. I'm coming off two consecutive one and two weeks. Need to break the streak. And I will promise to do that tomorrow. But um, good weekend of college football coming up. We'll talk about that on Saturday. NFL games on Sunday. Uh, Chicago Bear fans, you want to talk the Bears-Redskin matchup. David, I will be making my very first and probably only appearance to Soldier Field this week. I want to thank uh, one of our listeners, Smith Barney Steve, inviting me to the game. At least I thank him now after... Three o'clock on Sunday, I might be uh, angry at him. Who knows? It's excellent. Perfect yeah. weather for it. Yeah, I hope it stays like this. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice. I, yeah. I have yet to be to the new Soldier Field. Really? Yeah, I haven't been in a game there. Yeah. Very, I'm sure you've heard this, a little weird and awkward looking from the outside. Pretty cool. Pretty cool on the inside. They did a nice job at the place. Yeah. It's great going to the game. I mean, it's a wonderful experience, except for the fact that you watch four or five plays and then sit around for five minutes during the TV timeout. And then you watch six or seven more plays, and you sit around. The most important guy in the whole game, Dave, 
is the guy on the sidelines with the red hat who's signaling when the game can restart. And you, you actually you start watching him. It's it's painful, painful being in a game live these days. No, no. The uh, last season at Soldier Field, which I think was the 2001 season, or was it 2002? One or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody I work with had season tickets and never went. So I saw every single home game okay. that season. At the, the final year for Soldier Field. The final year for Soldier Field. Very yeah. cool. So you got a little nostalgia working with you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But the, even back then, the TV timeouts were painful. It's gotten worse oh, of now. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And it was funny. Um the tickets were in the upper deck of the north end zone. Mm-hmm. So what we'd do is me and my friends would, like, look around and we'd scope and, you know, watch for the whole game. It's like, oh, they're, you know, look for look for empty seats, like, in a better portion of the stadium. Then mm-hmm. halftime we'd go down and we'd take the seats. So one particular game, we're looking down, we're looking down, and we look right, right on the bare sideline. There's a whole empty row of seats. So we're like, okay, that's where we're going, right there, right wow. down next Very to the gutsy. field. Very gutsy. Yeah, so we go down and we sit down and got right by the ushers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just walk. Well, you, just as long as you look where you, you look like you know where you're going, nobody stops you or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're right there and we're right against the wall, right on the bare sideline and everything. And the seats were actually kind of bad because you couldn't see anything because all you could see were the numbers and everything. Yep. So we sat there for a portion of the third quarter. Uh, and then security comes up to us and says, uh, excuse me, can we see your ticket stubs? Uh-oh. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, oh, no, we can't seem to find our, t- our ticket <laughs> stubs. Well, the McCaskies would like you to move out of their seats, please. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, that was the McCaskies were over here. Caught. 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 Must have saw us from the skybox. Uh-huh. So. The McCaskies would like, that's pretty cool. I'm surprised you were, A, gutsy enough to do that, and B, were able to get by the ushers. I have found if you do that, and it's true, not only at sporting events, it's true, uh, well, if you want to crash a wedding or crash a, buff, a party and get free food, if you walk confident, if you look and dress the part and you walk confidently, I'm not going to say 100%, 95% of the time you get away with it. Exactly. It's all about the confidence. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, we won't be sitting down on the McCaskey seat, I don't think, but uh, I do want to thank Smith, Barney, Steve. I'll be at the Bear Redskin game 12 o'clock on Sunday, catching the first Bears game live of the year. We'll talk some NFL football. And, again, our Chicago Bear fans in the area want to talk about your beloved Bear 4-2. and two. That's what the record says. But if you listen to most of the talk, and actually if you've watched the game, you know that it's not a very good football team and they in somewhat of a shambles, particularly with the coaching staff. Hopefully they can snap out of it. We will see there's still a lot of football to be played. As I use my first cliche over the one hour, well, actually the two-hour show. I don't think I use any of the first hour. So I am allowed three cliches. I've got one down. I've got two left. I'm going to make sure I save one for the final five minutes. By the way, Bear coaches, Jay Cutler, anytime you want to save some timeouts for the end of the game is okay with me. Stop calling timeouts. Early in the second half. I don't care if you messed up on a play. I don't care if the 30-second clock is about to run out. Don't call the timeouts. If you're behind three points, if you're behind five late in the game and the other team's got them all, that's when you need the timeouts. Save them. Just like I saved my cliches for the end of the show. Not quite as critical of a situation, though. Bears taking on the skin, 12 o'clock Sunday. We'll talk about that. NFL games, we'll go over some of the other... uh, 
interesting matchups for the weekend. And then again, uh, tomorrow on a football Friday, we'll make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. But uh, college football, let's talk college real quick. Any of our fans out there, you want to get into the game we so near and dearly love here on the two guys at a mic show, college football, uh, give us a call, talk some sports, talk some college football, 888-463-6748. The phone number, first of all, before you mention Saturday's games uh, tonight, not a bad matchup. Not a bad matchup at all. UCLA taking on the number one team in the country. The Oregon Duck. So don't forget, I know it's Saturday football, or you know, we all think about it on Saturdays. You got a pretty good game tonight. UCLA is capable of pulling off the upset. They're also capable under the Mercurial Rick Neuheisel. They're also capable of getting beaten by about fifty points. The UCLA Bruins have been all over the place. A couple of weeks ago, who'd they beat? Very good team. Not USC. Oh yeah, Texas. They went to Texas. Went down to Texas. And played Mac Brown and company. Anybody that thinks Texas is no good this year, all you had to look, and by the way, I was the one who told you this was going to be an upset. Uh, uh, what happened last week against a really, really good Nebraska team, Texas won the ball game. Well coached at Texas. UCLA came down there, didn't just beat them. They ran over them, pushed them around the football field at Texas. So this is a UCLA team capable of playing some pretty good football, folks. Don't forget tonight, Thursday night, college football. Tune into this sucker. You get to watch the number one team in the country, even if Oregon does blow them out. They're going to do it in an explosive way. They're fun to watch. That Oregon Duck offense, instant offense, just add water and stir gently. Actually, you don't even need to stir gently. Instant offense. The Oregon Duck, they'll put 40, 50 points on the board without even thinking twice about it. UCLA trying to pull off the upset. Good ball game there. So we got Thursday night football, then you head to the weekend. Saturday college football going to be good right here in the Midwest. You got a great game with uh, Missouri and Oklahoma. I know it's not Big Ten football, it's Big 12 football, but undefeated. Undefeated Missouri at home against fourth-ranked undefeated Oklahoma. And when we say fourth-ranked, they're fourth-ranked in the AP and UPI polls, but... Um, I don't even know. Is there still a UPI poll? I keep saying UPI. That's old-fashioned. I think it's AP and the coaches. I forget which one's the writers, which one the coaches. I don't even think. Is there even a United Press International anymore? I think I'm going old-fashioned with that. Forget about UPI. I, yeah, I think it's just the yeah. AP and the coaches poll. Yeah, now. USA Today. That's what it is. The USA Today coaches poll. USA Today Today. Um, but if you talk to BCS standings. And I'd prefer not to, quite frankly. But uh, if you talk to BCS standings, it's number one ranked. Oklahoma, either way, it's going to be a great game. Missouri taking on Oklahoma. That should be a heck of a matchup. Again, another game where you might see uh, each team putting up 40 points on the board. Maybe the teams whose defense can make a stop is going to be the team that wins that game. In the Big Ten, great matchup. Great matchup. Wisconsin taking on Iowa. Winner. Winner is going to be your favorite in the Big Ten along with Ohio State. We can't write the Buckeyes off just yet, even though they lost one ball game. But uh, Michigan State can clearly clearly be in the driver's seat. they got to take on Northwestern, 11 o'clock tip-off at Walsh. Not Walsh, Ryan. That's their basketball stadium. At Patrick Ryan football field, the Wildcats going to try to pull off the upset. You never know on that one. But Iowa-Wisconsin will be a great ball game. I mean, Wisconsin is really, really good. Iowa extremely well coached. Couple of veteran quarterbacks, neither one of them great, but veteran quarterbacks. Ricky Stanzi for Iowa going up against the Badger quarterback, Scott Tolzien. Both teams have great running backs. Wisconsin's actually got two of them. That's going to be a good ball game. Excellent game. How about tonight? I haven't seen Oklahoma State play. 
And again, any of our college football fans, you want to check in, dial us up, 888-463-6748. Talk about your favorite team. Talk about a matchup coming this weekend. If there's a team you're hating, you want to take a shot at them, eh, you can do that too. Right here on the Two Guys at a Mike Show. Oklahoma State is 6-0, and undefeated. And they're ranked, I think, 12th or 13th in the country. So let us not forget about them. Nebraska traveling to Oklahoma State. Nebraska coming off a loss against Texas last week. Another good, interesting psychological matchup. See if the Cornhuskers can bounce back because before that Texas game last week, there were many, myself and the big dog included, that uh, considered Nebraska among the elite teams in the country. We actually still do, but they got beaten by the Texas Longhorn. That's why it's so tough. Everybody says, uh, you know, you go undefeated in college football. It's an amazing accomplishment. Even though it is, it's not. 82 games, obviously, it's not 30 games. Only you're talking 11 or 12 games still. Week in and week out when you got teams preparing for you. Each and every game, especially if you're a top-ranked team, everybody's out there shooting for you. Week in and week out to be consistent and avoid that upset and win all your games, a rare, rare accomplishment in college football. There's not that many undefeated teams left. So that one's on the board, and we can't forget our Indiana taking on the Fighting Alana. Yes, David? Well, it's not so impressive when, like, a lot of these teams load up their schedules with patsies. Well, you know, you get, you get your uh, conference battles, sure, but then the rest of them, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're playing the College of DuPage. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true, but I, but I, the reason I got defensive is I felt like you were maybe directing that shot at my good friend, the uh, Broncos of Boise State. Are they the Broncos? The Cowboys. It sounds good. That's, yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. But that shot was not intended for Boise State. No, no, no. All right. No. It just, it just, you know, major college programs yeah. in general. You yeah. know, the, the the programs that are good year in and year mm-hmm. out. Like when Wisconsin plays Troy and wins sixty-two to nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But on, on the yeah, other but, 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 but you know, but all the major uh, programs are guilty of it. All of them are. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then to, to look at the other side of things, it's good for the little school, especially if they're playing at the little school. But which they never are. That's part of the problem. The only times they schedule them is so that the home team can get an extra home game, can get 60,000 more fans to show up, can increase their budget, and therefore pay for the wrestling program, the girls' volleyball program, and the dreaded boys' and girls' water polo teams. That's what it's all about. Rarely does a Troy or an Elkhorn A&I or whatever they are, West Tennessee State, those teams rarely host those big games, unfortunately. It'd be pretty cool if they did. But on a, t- a case like Boise State, see, I can't take a shot at them because the conference they're in, that's the teams they play. And, well, that, that, that would be item A in my argument. Item B is the fact that they just, they don't only beat these teams, they beat them bad. 38 nothing, 49 to 7, 54 to 10. I mean, Boise State is winning by big, 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 big scores, even though they're not right now playing top ranked teams. And then C, you gotta remember if you're at Boise State right now, every single one of those teams they're playing, has the Boise State circled on the calendar. That game's up in the locker room. Their chance to claim fame. Small school. Their chance in that one game to pull out the upset and they can gain some fame. They can be in the USA Today's. They can be talked about on an, uh, on an uh, illustrious, famous show like the two guys in a mic show. Well, let's not get carried away. So every one of those games, Boise State is coming up against that. And so far last year and this year, they have met the challenge and not only met it, they just skunked those teams. I mean, rarely are those games even close. San Jose State last week, which is capable. Not a bad team, San Jose State. It was like 54 to 
three or something like that. So I, you know, I give a lot of credit to Boise State. At any rate, it should be a great weekend of college football. We're kind of in the middle of the season here. The the uh, eye of the hurricane, if you will, the meat and potatoes part of the college football season. A lot of conference races are shaping up. Uh, and, you know, another two, three weeks we'll be talking about end of the season and teams positioning themselves for the bowl battle. So going to be fun to watch. Big weekend of college football. We're going to take a quick break here on the two guys in a mic show. Again, you want to talk some uh, football with us, talk sports in general. We're going to jump off the sports page. We got a little movie trivia coming up, some more topics to bring up as well. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. We do not have any female operators standing by. I apologize. You will have to talk to the somewhat machismo voice of a David Olson. I know it's disappointing, but get through him and you talk to us and you can be on America's number one sports internet talk show. Talkzone.com, two guys in a mic. Back. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com big dog had to exit stage left here in hour number two of the program we appreciate you out there listening to the show though a rare rare 11 to 12 o'clock segment here on the two guys and a mic show normally of course we are on from 10 until 11, five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. Don't forget to tell a friend. We're trying to build up the listening audience here. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. The talk zone, you got to check it out. There are shows on 24-7, any time of the day, any time of the night. You wake up in the middle of the night, you can't go back to sleep. Instead of turning on the TV, check out the Internet. Even if you're doing a little letter writing on the Internet, you can still listen to some of the fine programming on the talkzone.com Channel, no question about it. They, do they occasionally uh, replay our program, David? We do. We do. Really? We replay your program uh, 12 hours after it airs. It's outstanding. So, yeah. Oh, on a regular basis? Regular basis. 12 hours. Yeah. So, so we're on a night? Yep. See, I never even knew that. Yep. So yep. I should be speaking a little bit to our evening programmers as well. Yep. Program listening audience. How yep. about that? How about that? Very, very nice. All right. 888-463-6748 is our phone number. David, quick uh, quick. Question for a little trivia, a little uh, riddle, if you will. Okay, You have to tell me when you get off. You're on a horse. You have to tell me when it's time to get off. You're on a horse. Right next to you, keeping even with you, is an elephant. Behind you is a lion and a panda bear. When do you get off the horse? 
You are riding on a horse. Right next to you is an elephant. Behind you is a lion and a panda bear. The question is when should you dismount the horse? David Olson being stumped as we speak. Typically, David goes to the Internet to get all of his answers. He can't do can't do it on that one. Any of our listeners think they might know, 888-463-6748. Rare moment in time. Producer extraordinaire David Olson, puzzled. Yeah, I, I have no answer to that one. Actually, I should be familiar with the puzzled look because typically when me and Joe are talking sports, that's the look you give us. All right, we'll leave it out there. Don't let me forget it. I got a bad habit. Very bad habit. It started on our old radio show where I would throw out like a trivia question or something like this and then would get caught up in something else and forget the answer, leaving the listener hanging. So make a note, David, but we'll, we'll throw it out there and see if any of our listeners can yeah, get it. Yeah, because I just, I just figured it oh, out. Oh, you did. All right, well, what do you got? So when the merry-go-round stops. Did you get help from one of our listeners? or? Nope, I just, right. it just kind of dawned on me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm just, I'm just that damn good, Coach. Yeah. Actually, that riddle was just that damn bad, actually. I apologize for even bringing that up, but I could not resist. What can I tell you? All right. Let's uh, take a quick peek at the NFL football after our next break, by the way. if you uh, We're going to get off the sports page a little bit. And uh, on occasion, we, we go over with our media critic, David Olson here, who is our media critic because we're basically too cheap to bring in or pay an actual movie a critic. But actually, David does a very good job in his stead. Uh, famous movie lines. Famous one-liners from movies, and we'll see if we can match them up with a particular movie. Stick around for that. 888-463-6748. Our phone number, if you want to check in, TalkZone.com. Two guys and I'm like, NFL football on Sunday. i got to start off with my beloved Bear, because that's the team we root for here in the city of Chicago, taking on the Washington Redskins. Still hard to believe the Bears are at four and two. The initial neat thing about this is you got a couple Chicago connected guys that are going to come back and take on the Bears. Well, one of them might be sitting on the bench, but you never know. Wouldn't it be something, David Olson, if Donovan McNabb does get injured? And I'm not rooting for that. And if Rex Grossman comes in the game to quarterback against the Bears, what would you, and I'll be there, but what would you gander would be the reaction of the Chicago Bears? A mixture of... Typically, you'd say a mixture of booing and cheering. I think it'd be a mixture of booing, amusement, laughing, and cheering. And I actually think the amusement and the laughing might win out of the three. I don't know if there's that much hatred for Rex Grossman. There was back in the day, but but and I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a lot of cheering, maybe. He is the quarterback who, I'm not going to say the quarterback who got us to the Super Bowl. He quarterbacked the team that made it to the Super Bowl. I think that's a little bit more accurate description. But um, he was abused early and often during his Chicago days here. Some deserve it, some not deserve it. I would think uh, just some smirks, some smiles, some amused looks, and probably some downright laughing if Rex Grossman were to come in the game. Be interesting. I think the entire stadium will erupt in the cheers. In cheers. Cheers. Uh, sarcastic cheers. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. So that, that really kind of, even though it's cheering, that almost ventures over into the area of amusement. They're not cheering, like actually cheering for the guy. Interesting. Well, we may not see Rex Grossman, but we will see Donovan McNabb, who's a Chicago kid. He went to Mount Carmel High School. Grew up here in the fine city of Chicago. He's had an exemplary 
to say the least, NFL career. I don't know. We could argue the point if he is a Hall of Famer or not. I think he's on the cusp. He probably is. Hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's close. He's close. Had a great career. Great guy. Great character guy. It's the it's the Super Bowl that puts you over the top, Coach. I, he's he's borderline at best. Yeah, I would agree. He's borderline at I best. I would agree. Get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, and he's in. Uh, and, and with the Washington Redskins, if he has four or five more really good years, and that's a big if. If he were to have even three or four more, I think then he'd be locked even if he doesn't get to the Super Bowl. But there's no guarantee he's going to have those great years in Washington, Philadelphia, Pretty much gave up on him, or they basically said they did the old Green Bay Packer, Aaron Rodger, Brett Favre thing. They said, hey, we got a better quarterback. Wait, time for Kevin Cobb. And Kevin Cobb has proven that it was a good move, much the same Aaron Rodgers proved to the Green Bay fans, coaches who had confidence in him, that the uh, move to get rid of Brett Favre, not so much that Brett Favre has done, because he wasn't, but that it was time for Aaron Rodgers. So both those moves appear to have panned out. We'll see if Donovan McNabb can still... Uh, Put in a couple of, of, if not all, pro years, very, very good years for the Washington Redskins. He's performed decently so far for the Redskins, but kind of cool to see Donovan come back and compete against his old city team, the team that he rooted for growing up, the Chicago Bears. So we'll see Skins versus Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday. And the Bears, um, boy, you watch their coaching staff and their general manager. It's kind of like a, well, we just mentioned the answer to the the little was a merry-go-round. we got a little bit of a coaching merry-go-round right now, too. Hopefully there's harmony. There doesn't appear to be any discontent. Everybody's bouncing along okay. They're all saying different things, but it's a little awkward. It's a little weird. And the, the four-person merry-go-round I'm talking about is, well, first of all, you got the ger- uh, general manager, Jerry Angela, who at times thinks he's a coach. You've got uh, Mike Tice, the offensive line coach, ex-head coach. you got Mike Marks, the offensive coordinator, ex-head coach, running the offense now. And you got Lovey Smith. Not yet ex-head coach, but ex-coordinator. And they're all kind of saying different things, putting their confidence in different spots. Lovey Smith saying we're going to be uh, more of a 50-50 team, meaning run the ball 50% of the time, pass the ball 50% of the time. Mike Martz, very much like his offense, his press conferences and his quotes to the paper, not that he speaks a lot, but very much like his offense, unpredictable, you never know quite what you're getting. Where does truity meet sarcasm, meet downright putting down to the fans and the media? There, there's a whole mixture there with Mike March. You gotta, we may have to bring a part-time psychologist in to get a reading. I don't even think a psychologist can get a full reading on Mike March, but it's an interesting coaching carousel going on with the Chicago Bears right now. And the, the gut feeling I think for many would be that it's not going to stay in the middle. Either, and there is the potential, it's going to get pretty good. And the Bears could, could bounce out of this because, you know, you got a new coaching staff, new offense, new defensive coordinator. Once it all starts putting together, there is a scenario where second half of the season, they break out of that balloon and all becomes a good and merry in Chicago Bearland. Jay Cutler starts flinging the football around. The Mike Martz offense kicks in. The young offensive line gets better. The defense gets healthy, starts to dominate like they did early on. That would not be a miracle. We're not talking a one in fifty chance. That could happen. Okay. On the other hand, with our beloved Bears, and again, any NFL football fans out there, Chicago Bear fans, feel free to chime in. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. The phone number. There is another scenario where it completely fall apart. Players, offense against defense. 
players versus coaches, coaches versus coaches, coaches versus general manager. There clearly is a scenario where this thing could blow up also, even though we're 4-2 and two right now. You almost get the feeling that it's not going to stay the same. It's not going to be that inconsistent middle of the road, are we or aren't we? It's going to go one way or the other. Let's hope for the Chicago Bears fans it's thumbs up. I think most of us, with our instincts right now, if we had to say if we're completely objective, completely honest with ourselves, we'd probably have to say thumbs down that this thing might blow apart. And I think for some of us to be perfectly, perfectly honest, and honesty is the best policy, some of us, even though we're rooting for the Bears, are kind of hoping for the blow-up in some sick sort of way. And I'm even part of this. I'm ashamed to admit it because I'm the glass-half-full guy when the big dog's here. He's usually Mr. Negative. I try to take the positive approach. Not always, but that tends to be the way that we run. Uh, so even as Mr. Positivity or as the glass-half-full guy, as the optimist guy, there's a little part of me that that has that negative desire as well, that has the bare death wish, if you will, just so that we can get new coach. New general manager, blow it up and bring in a refreshing, brand new change, which I think we all need here for the Chicago Bear. And again, I didn't say that's my primary thought process. There's a little bit of that. My primary thought process, I'm still rooting for my ball club. Still rooting for my team. So we'll see. Bears against Redskins, interesting matchup. Bears coming off that tough loss to Seattle. Redskins uh, coming in and, what is their record here? Are they about 500 for the season? Let's check it out. Three and three. Three and three, they still got a shot. Giants at four and two. Philadelphia at four and two in their division. So the Redskins are right smack in the thick of it. Of course, they got a brand new coach as well, Mike Shanahan. Bring in the Redskin offense. Be fun to watch. Bears taking on the Redskins. Let's quickly, before we take a break here, let's look at some of the other NFL matches. Tomorrow's a football Friday, folks. We're going to bring in football full time tomorrow. We'll do our Beat the Schmoes football picks. The big dog will be with us. David Olson will give you another one and two week on Beat the Schmoes. It'll be an exciting, exciting Friday for you. But just a, a quick peek ahead, look at some of the games here. You got Cincinnati at Atlanta. Not a bad matchup. Two teams that have underachieved thus far. I've said before, I think, um, some of the best games, some of the best games you get are teams coming off losses. Maybe a couple losses in a row that have underachieved. Both teams need a victory. Both teams desperate for a victory. Here's one of these games, Cincinnati at Atlanta where a win is not nearly as significant as a loss would be drastic. And that's what makes the game, I think, a potentially great matchup. A loss for either one of these teams, another loss, not good. Not good at all. A victory just gets them back, one could say, almost where they're supposed to be. So that's a pretty good matchup. I like that one. Cincinnati at Atlanta. Buffalo at Baltimore. The Ravens should win that one. The Bills, though, last couple of weeks have actually played better than... uh, People have thought San Francisco, they finally got a win for Mike Singletary. Bridges everywhere in the San Francisco area are uh, very appreciative. They can take those safety cameras down for some of the bridges. Michael Singletary. And I like the way the general manager and some of the, um, was it the team president of the 49ers, even before they won last week, they stood behind Mike Singletary and they said, you know what, we're 0-5 right now. We're going to win the NFC Western Division. That's a pretty easy statement to make when you're competing against, uh, what do we got? Arizona, Seattle, and St. Louis. So believe it or not, the San Francisco Giants at one and five, they could. They could, because there's a little bit of talent there. If they commit to Frank Gore a little bit, and Alex Smith, the quarterback, he doesn't have to be great. He can just be good. Or maybe more specifically, not be bad. San Francisco can, uh, make a comeback. 
I'm rooting for them. At Carolina. Be an interesting ball game there, too. Jacksonville, they got embarrassed on Monday Night Football. They take on the KC Chiefs. The easy company line here would be KC at home to beat Jacksonville. I'm going to pick an upset. I don't know if it would be one of my beat the schmoes football picks, but I'm picking an upset there. Pittsburgh at Miami, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Two of your better AFC teams, the Steelers, taking on the Dolphins. Good matchup at Miami. Cleveland at New Orleans. Are the New Orleans, did they bounce back for real? Or are they going to uh, play good again, bad again, good again, bad again, and be mired in mediocrity for a good part of the season? Many people predict that. The Cleveland Browns capable of playing a good game. They just rarely seem to do it. <laughs> but they are capable of playing a good game. I'm sure the Cleveland fans are thrilled to hear that. St. Louis Rams at Tampa Bay. That one bores me. Let's move on to Philadelphia at Tennessee. Good ball game there. The Eagles at Tennessee. Jeff Fisher, my favorite coach in the NFC, in the NFL. Taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, Andy Reid. Very good, very good matchup. Philadelphia coming off a big win also last week, so I like that matchup. And then uh, Monday night, not a bad Monday night game. You've got the Dallas Cowboys. Don't count them out yet, folks. Don't count them out yet. One and four, doesn't look good. Still a lot of football to be played. I know people, the company line was Minnesota one and three against Dallas one and three. The winner is back in it. The loser is out of it. The loser was not out of it. Dallas is one and four. You can still bounce back. They're not one and six. They're not one and seven. They're one and four. There's still talent there, I predict. I predict Wade, don't call me Bum Phillips, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to come back and find a way and beat the New York Giants. Giants have looked impressive the last couple of weeks there. So we'll talk more about it on a football Friday, but an interesting slate of NFL football games. We're going to take a quick break. Here are the two guys at a mic show. When we come back, we're going to jump off the sports page and pick up uh, some of the famous lines. Nangas said they're great lines. Some of them humorous, some of them nondescript, but most of them somewhat famous from movies and see if our movie critic David Olson can get it. Maybe some of you listeners out there as well. You want to hop on, play the movie trivia game with us? You could do it at 888-463-6740. A quick break back in a minute. Rare, rare, two-hour show today on the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Stick with us. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Oh, 
All right, we are back in the Two Guys in a Mic show. Final segment here for a beautiful, beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago, month of October, baseball playoffs. We talked a lot of the uh, baseball playoffs in the first hour of the program when our movie trivia contest is concluded. We will revisit that a little bit, also talk a little NHL and NBA. And don't forget, tomorrow, again, is a football Friday. We'll play Beat the Schmoes. Uh, David Olson, our producer today, Big Dog, is off this hour. Coach Flying Soli, you want to join us here on the program. The phone lines are wide, smack, and open. Feel free to give us a call, 888 You want to email us, join us on a less personal nature, you're welcome to do that. Do it, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. All right, David, and um, any of our listeners, too, that want to hop on, play the game with us, you can do it, 888 some movie lines here. Maybe you can throw out a, fam- a few famous ones too, Dave, if you think of them. Let's see if I can come up with the movie. But uh, I'm actually reading this from the, the Bathroom Reader book. You ever seen these? I have not, no. It's a whole series of books by the Bathroom Readers Institute. Little trivia, little paragraph, little interesting bits and pieces that are special, specially made to be read in the commode, in the bathroom. All right, then. Yeah, thank you. The Bathroom Readers Institute. Very, very good. I might join that. Uh, if they have a club or a Facebook, I might have to join that. All right, here we go. Um, well, here's another n- nice mess you've gotten me into. I remember that one. Well, th- that's Laurel and Hardy, very isn't good. it? Very yeah. good. Very good. I won't even ask you the name of the movie. That's close enough. Sons of the Desert. I would never have guessed the movies, but yeah, Laurel and Hardy. They use that line actually more than just one movie. Um, I don't get this one. Oh, no, it wasn't the airplanes. And then in quotes, "'Twas beauty killed the beast." That's King Kong. Oh, nice. I would have never gotten one. Now, this one I would have gotten, one of the classics of all time. One word, plastics. It's a wonderful life. No. Wait a minute. No, yeah, no. Plastics. Oh, is that uh, The Graduate? <laughs> It was indeed. Yeah, okay. I'll still never forget the guy. He's at the the cocktail party. What's the Dustin Hoffman? Was he Ben in the movie? Whatever. And the guy calls him aside. You know, I know you're looking for a career. I got something for you. And he's getting, you know, Dustin Hoffman's getting more and more interested. I don't want you to react to it. Just think about it. And Dustin's getting more excited. You know, just hear me out. One word for you, Ben. Plastics. And the look on Dustin Hoffman's face. Sometimes the one word can speak a thousand, huh? Uh, Let's see, number four. David Olson, by the way, ace of the test right now. Very, very impressive. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Whatever happened to baby Jane? No. No. Although I will tell you, that one of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely, but it was Betty Davis, right? Betty Davis and Joan Crawford in that. One of the scariest movies ever made. Not gory, but if you're looking for a scary movie in the truest sense of the word, whatever happened to Baby Jane, that, that's your movie for you. I'm going to take another step. Sunset Boulevard. Oh! Yeah. Woo! I never even heard of the movie Sunset Boulevard. Norma Desmond, Gloria Swanson on Sunset Boulevard. David Olson, unbelievable. Uh, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's easy. That's Peter Finch and Network. Famous line. Number seven, snap out of it. Uh, that is, uh, oh, God, it's Sharon Nicholas Cage, uh, Moonstruck. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Holy mackerel. I've never even seen the movie Moonstruck. Cher. Cher. That was Cher's line, yeah. Won an Oscar for that. For saying snap out of it? What was the context? What what, what made that quote so famous? Um, Nicholas Cage says to Cher, I'm in love with you. She slaps him across the ah, face and says, okay. snap out of it. Okay. Nicely done. Uh, here's an easy one. Famous, uh, you, famous line. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Look at oh, this. God, that one's a, that, I know that line. That's I mean that's that's Marilyn Monroe, isn't it? No. No. Lana Turner? No. Who does she say it to? They're at they're right outside at what, an airplane? Oh, is it uh Casablanca? Yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Okay. Humphrey Bogart, right? Lauren Bacall's the one who says the line? Yeah. Uh number nine, we rob banks. Bonnie and Clyde. There you go. Uh, made it, Ma. Made it. Top of the world. Uh, d- Don't d- recall d- d- that line. That's Marlon Brando on the waterfront. Nope. No? Top of the world, Ma? Nope. Or is that uh, James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause? You're getting close. You're getting close. James Cagney. White Heat. Uh, okay, yeah. Never, never seen right. that movie. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Number 11, uh, I'll have what she's having. When Harry met Sally, <laughs> line delivered by Rob Reiner's mother. Really? That was Rob Reiner's mother. Classic. Yeah. Classic. That was beautiful. Number 12, they're here. I don't get it. Poltergeist. Nice. What context? I never saw Poltergeist. Uh, well, it, it's the little girl, and she's staring. Like the ghosts are communicating with her mm-hmm. through the TV static. Okay. And she's sitting in a completely dark room in front of a big widescreen TV, and there's mm-hmm. just static. And like, it, it, she just turns to her parents and says, "They're, They're here. here." Okay, so I didn't, I didn't say it with the right intonation, but you still got it. All right, guys, ace in the test. You want to join us here for this? Uh, feel free to do so. You want to challenge David Olson? I don't know why you would want to, but if you'd like to, eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight few more famous lines from movies. We'll take a quick break, get back to the sports talk. Got to go over the October baseball playoffs. So we'll sneak in a little NHL and NBA as well. Two guys and a mic show. Get our phone number 888-463-6748. Next line. Now, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. That's Dr. Strangelove. Nicely done. Peter Sellers. I'm going to skip over some of these. Here's an easy one. Surely you can't be serious. And the response is, I am serious. And please, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Airplane. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, number 17, get your stinking paws off me, a damn dirty ape. Planet of the Apes. Very nice. Very nice. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Give me a sec on that one. I know this one. Fasten your seatbelts. And, I again, I don't know how to do the intonation because I've never heard this line. I wouldn't know what movie it's from. It's Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. All right. I, yeah, I, Bet Davis, Betty Davis in All About Eve. Okay. All right. Never heard of that one. Uh, easy one. You can't handle the truth. Yes, Few Good Men. You know, I just saw that movie. I know we wanted to come out. Like it says here, 1992. I watched it for the first time two months ago. Excellent. 
Excellent movie. Can't believe it. Like a knucklehead. I waited 18 years to watch it. Let's see if we get any more good ones here. Famous movie lines. How about number 22? A boy's best friend is his mother. It's psycho. Oh, man. This guy's good. This guy's good. I, I would match your movie knowledge with Joel's incredible sports minutia knowledge. I don't know how we'd match up those two, but but the, but you, both of you guys are uh, top of the class in that one. Very, very impressive. All right, let's see if we get another one. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It's Apocalypse Now. Very nice. Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now. Famous one. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Oh, I, I, Do you know, remember the movie? I uh... I thought it was Paul Newman, but it was not Paul Newman who said that line. What we have here is a failure what to communicate. What we have here is a failure to communicate. I, I yeah. can hear the line. Yeah. yeah. Classic line. Cool Hand Luke. That's okay. All right. Cool Hand Luke. Uh, I don't know. Now, you might not get this one because this, this might be an age thing. I would have got this. David Olson might not love means never having to say you're sorry. Famous line. And that's that's love story, yep, isn't it? Very yeah. good. Very good. Written by Eric Siegel, Ryan O'Neill, and Ali McGraw. All right, a couple more. Uh, Carpe diem. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. It's Dead Poet Society. Oh, man, you're good. This guy's good. Ace most of the those, test, ladies and gentlemen. those are pretty easy, though. Huh? They're very famous lines. Very some famous of those, lines. well, famous to you. Uh, some of them, were, about a third of them in my thought processes were, were easy. Uh, another third of them were gettable, and then another third of them were downright uh, impressive. And your part, very nicely done. <laughs> we will take a quick, quick break here on thetalkzone.com. When we come back, we'll wrap up the sports talk. Anything on your mind here? Last 15 minutes of the show, give us a call. Two guys at a mic. Talkzone.com. We'll try to sneak in a little baseball playoff talk and uh, cover a little bit of football if we can to NHL hockey. Short time left. We'll do it with you, the caller, the listener, whatever you might be. 888 Coach flying solo. You be the co-pilot. Back in a minute. Talkzone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john Cohn. 
And we are back. Final segment of a rare, rare, rare two-hour mic. Two guys. Two guys in a mic experience here on the TalkZone.com. David Olson, our producer, the coach flying solo today. Talked a lot of baseball playoffs early on. Oh, real quick, Dave. I wanted to uh, – one more that one of our emailers sent in here uh, via our email, by the way, Mike2GuysAOL.com. And I remember this line. Combination uh, movie – and theater. Excuse me, sir. May I have another? If it's Oliver, you got the line wrong. Oh, it was Oliver. Not me. The emailer got the line wrong. What, what's, what's the line? Excuse, Excuse me. me, sir. May, may I have I, some more? May I have some more? More? Or what? Right. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. May I have some? Yeah. More in the food lines. That was more. Yeah, it goes, yeah. It goes on. that was a classic. What is there another line? Excuse me, sir. May I have another? That's from another movie. You're you're thinking you're you're combining Oliver and Animal House, ah, which has never been done. Thank before, you. That's a rarity. Of, yeah, in the history of movies. So, <laughs> uh, in the famous words of Rosanna, Rosanna Dana from Saturday Night Live. Never mind. <laughs> Moving quickly to the baseball playoffs, folks. We open up the show starting talking about it. Tonight, game six, awfully good pitching matchup. Round two, Roy Halladay taking on uh, Timmy Lensicombe. That's going to be fun to watch. Anybody out there getting in to the baseball playoffs? I know most of us are into our football now. If you're a basketball fan, you're starting to sneak in. The, the little uh, uh, basketball genes are starting to kick in a little bit, starting to get the fever going. Not quite full-fledged yet, but it's starting to kick in. But uh, I don't know. Outside of New York, Texas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, we got people into baseball. Got people watching the baseball plans. But great stuff. Not that I've watched a lot of it. Watched a little of it, but following as much as I can. But the baseball playoffs this October, some of the games, some of the scenarios, some of the pitching matchups, they've been as good as any as we've had in recent memory. So if you're watching it you want to uh, talk about a little bit some of the pitching matchups and certainly Halliday versus Lincecombe tonight, that is going to be a great one. The first one was highly celebrated, of course, game one of the series. The Giants won that game 4-3, to three, and it was so celebrated because Roy Halliday was coming off the no-hitter, only the second in playoff baseball history, obviously the perfect game by Don Larson. And Timmy Lincecombe was coming off a 13-strikeout game, which many people said was more dominant even though he gave up a couple hits, was more dominant than the Roy Halladay game. Much celebrated matchup. They both were good in their last game. Neither of them were great. The final score, again, the Giants won that opener 4-3. to three. They repeat the pitching matchup tonight. That should be good to watch. You've got to figure one of the two. I don't know about both of them, but at least one of the two are going to be completely on their game and shut down the other team. And obviously the importance... The significance, the sense of urgency, if you will, is a lot more for Roy Halladay and the Philadelphia Phillies. The Giants have that cushion right now. They are up 3-1. to one. Desperation time for a team that many thought uh, about a month ago when the regular season was coming to a close, Philadelphia Phillies caught on fire. And I think all season long people thought went healthy. The Philadelphia Phillies were the best team in baseball. But the first three months of the season, they were kind of, and I'll use that expression again, mitered in mediocrity. I love that particular term. And then they started to snap out of it. They still weren't great. And then finally, finally, what was it, the last three weeks, last month of the season, they went on a big win streak in the Philadelphia Phillies. And they were fully healthy at that point. You started to play like the Philadelphia Phillies 
that we thought we would see all year long, and they look downright unbeatable. Maybe they peaked too soon. Maybe they peaked too soon. Probably even more maybe is it doesn't matter who the best team is. When it's a five-game series, a seven-game series, one team gets hot, few breaks go against you, one team tightens up a little bit, and that can decide the series. That's what's happening here so far. Through four games, Giants up 3-1. to one. Again, desperation time for Roy. Happy Halliday and the Philadelphia Phillies. They need to win tonight. They need to win tonight and then bring it back to Philadelphia. They'll have two games back there. Even if they lose, or I'm sorry, even if they win, they still got to knock off two red-hot pitchers. Matt Cain and Jonathan Sanchez have been nothing short than outstanding the last month of the season. So clearly, backs against the wall for the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, you want to talk some baseball, some October playoffs with you. The World Series is not too far away, folks, and still special. I would argue it's not. As special as it used to be. And I remember when we were kids, and you know, I know I'm not 10 years old anymore. No, I'm not 12 years old. But David Olson, I think you would agree with me. When we were young, the World Series, that, that I mean, there was something that would get that would get your sports skin tingling. There was something truly, truly special about the World Series. I mean, there were times in the World Series. I remember teachers, last period of, of, of the school day, back when they showed it on in the afternoon, they would let us listen to the World Series. Not with the Cubs, not with the White Sox, but when I was young, there was no Cubs and White Sox in the World Series. Now that I'm old, there's still no Cubs or the White Sox in the World Series, at least for the Cubs. Some things never change. But back then, it was truly special. As kids, we were talking about it. I'm going to sound like an old fogey now, but uh, it's not the same with kids today. There's nothing special about the World Series, sadly. Sadly. Still a big event. Not going to knock that down, and I think the kids that follow sports, they still know who's playing. But it's not, well, with kids you don't call it water cooler conversation. What would you call it? Cafeteria conversation. Not over a hosty Twinkie. Not over a uh, cafeteria smoothie, if you will. They're not talking about World Series baseball. They're not even Facebooking it. They're not tweeting it. What's this world coming to? But no, so it's not as big as it used to be, but still, it is the World Series. We're going to find out what those two couple of two teams are uh, very, very soon. The Giants on the brink, as are the Texas Rangers, but the Yankees knocked them off yesterday. 7-2, to two, live for another day. Back to Texas, it goes day off today. you got a Friday and Saturday matchup. And again, boy, Saturday. Saturday's shaping up to be a tough watch day. Great weekend of college football. Great Saturday of college football. And you might have Game 7 of Texas and the Yankees, Cliff Lee on the mound. How do you not watch that? And you might have game six, maybe, if Roy Halladay can come through, Philadelphia against the Giants. Playoff baseball, playoff baseball, and all full slate of college football starting off at 11 o'clock in the morning, finishing about 10 o'clock at night. It might be a tough day. All the couch potatoes out there, all the sports couch potatoes, you got your work cut out for you this Saturday. Maybe, but first Roy Halladay has to do his job. Timmy Lensicomb capable of shutting down the Philadelphia hitters. I think the big dog in the first hour of our program, he nailed it. He got it right. The Philadelphia Phillies are pressing up to bat. They're trying to make the big play, trying to come up with a big hit, trying to hit the home run. San Francisco Giant hitters are not taking the weight of the world on their shoulders when they come up to bat. It's like they know that they're not great, and they're just trying to do the little things, find a way to get on base. And if you got a guy on base, find a way to advance the runner. And if you got a runner in scoring position, find a way. Doesn't have to be a big hit. The game-winning hit yesterday, Juan Uribe kind of reaching out for a low outside fastball. He didn't crush it, but he got enough of it 
put the bat on the ball, hit it in the left field, Aubrey Huff crosses home plate, and the Giants go wild. A different mindset. You can see it. Big Dog nailed it. The Philadelphia Philly hitters, pressing. The Giant hitters, rejects row, if you want. I love that nickname for them. Rejects row. They're not pressing. Just trying to do the little thing. We'll see if Philadelphia can snap out of it tonight. Should be good stuff to watch. Don't forget now, folks, as we wind up today's show, tomorrow we get football intensive. Football Friday, we'll make our beat the schmoes. Football picks, we'll invite you, the listener, to do so as well. Pick any three games against the point spread. That's going to be fun. Always our favorite day, Football Fridays here on the uh, Two Guys at a Mic Show. We'll be talking a little baseball, too. And as always, we will jump off the sports page. We want to appreciate everybody. We want to appreciate. We want to thank Everybody for listening today. Two-hour show. We'll be back tomorrow for our normal one-hour slate from 10 until 11. David Olson, our producer, great job on the show today. I'd love to thank a female intern, but for the second consecutive week, we have no female interns with us. That's going to change next week. All right, have a great day, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Football Friday tomorrow, TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic signing off. There's a natural resource that exists everywhere.